A man's journey with God begins, continues, and ends with supernatural encounters that he orchestrates for him. No man will ever discover, enter into, and fulfill God's purpose in his lifetime without these supernatural encounters with God. Each encounter you have with God will not only transform your life, but will shift you supernaturally to a pedestal of glory where God can use you to transform others. A moment of encounter with God will shift you from where you are to where you are supposed to be spiritually and physically. Prepare Prepare your heart for an uncommon uncommon transformation from from God's word and all-round miracles by by the power of the Holy Ghost. As God's servant, Chidebele Udeze, leads us in this special moment of encounter with God. We are going to take our bearing this morning from Psalm 149. Psalm 149, verse... 6 to 9. Let the high praises of God be in their mouth. And a two-edged sword in their hand. To execute vengeance upon the heathen and punishment upon the people. To bind their kings with chains and their nobles with fetters of iron. To execute upon them the judgment written. This honor have all the sense. Praise the Lord. Can you ask the keyboardists to lower the keyboard a bit? Executors of divine judgment. Let the high praises of God be in their mouth and a two edged sword in their hand to execute vengeance upon the hidden and punishment upon the people, to bind their kings with chains and their nobles with fetters of iron. To execute upon them the judgment written. The judgment has been written. But the saints are the one to execute it. Say this honor is an honor. Is an honor. That we are privileged to become executors of God's divine written judgment over the hidden over certain over principalities and powers in the physical kingdom setting when the king makes a statement of judgment it is not the king that executes the judgment it is the the, the men of the forces that are working under him for example in a, in a setting like Nigeria as a country when there is a statement of judgment from the law courts or from the executive or from whatever arm of the government, 
Then you see the policemen, you see the army, you see the civil defense, you see all men of the force out to ensure that that which has been proclaimed by the king is executed. The saints have the honor to execute the written judgment. God has entrusted the execution of his written judgment unto the hands of the saints. In these just few verses we read, you notice that the word execute appeared twice. Let the high praises of God be in their mouth and a two-edged sword in their hand to execute the first time vengeance upon the hidden and punishments upon the people. This Old Testament, so for us now in the New Testament, it is powers, principalities, dominions, forces. They are the one that has been judged by the cross. He has disarmed principalities and powers. He has made a public show of them, triumphing over them by the cross. For we wrestle not against principality, uh, against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the, uh, the, the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Why are we wrestling against these principalities and powers? Because they have been judged by the cross. Who are we to wrestle against them if not for what Christ has already done? Are, are you getting that? No, we don't have the power. It is because Christ has already judged them by the cross disarm them so we are to stand as the saints and say the judgment over you people and your activities must be executed listen it is not angels that will execute this judgment on the earth it is the saints this honor have all the saints and mark you not some of the saints not the men of god not the high uh, maybe people we regard as high powered spiritual men, uh, people but all the saints this honor has all the sense to bind their kings, their princes with chains and their nobles with fetters of iron to execute upon them the written judgment. Many of us have not been active in this. This morning we are going to, you know, venture into that dimension. And why I need to charge us before the prayer is that. It is something that we must continue to do even after this morning. James chapter 4 verse 7. What did he say? Submit yourself to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Submit yourself therefore to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Please pay attention here. The devil does not hear any other language apart from fight. He doesn't hear negotiation. He doesn't hear pleading. When the devil comes to you and you are telling him, uh, please, can you come back tomorrow? No, 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 no. He has come. He said, the thief cometh but for to steal. So he came with a mission. He didn't come for you to start negotiating with him, no, or start begging him. He doesn't listen to that. Except you fight him, he doesn't go. Except you fight him in your life, he doesn't go. Except you fight him in your finances, in your family, in your marriage. Except you fight him in, in your place of work. Except you fight him over your children. Except you fight him over that which belongs. He doesn't go. He said, submit yourself therefore to God. 
Resist the devil. Why do you need to resist the devil? Because the devil always comes around. In First Peter chapter 5, verse 8, the Bible says, Your adversary, verse 8, says, Be sober, be vigilant. Why am I warning you? To be self-controlled, to be watchful, because your adversary, the devil, your enemy, your adversary, the devil. I used to remind us that human beings are not our adversary. Always remember that it is this particular one adversary with his uh, principalities and powers and all of that that manipulates and slaves men that are supposed to be instruments of God to do evil. And they can, they can use any man. That's why if they capture, don't let it not be that they capture any of your relatives because if the devil capture them, he will use them against you. Your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. Does he have the power to devour? He has. He can devour. He cometh both to steal, to kill, and to destroy. He can destroy. He can kill. He can steal. The devil can kill. The devil can destroy. He has killed before. He has, and he wants to kill again. He wants to destroy again. That is why he said in the next verse, Resist him whom resists steadfast in the faith. The word resist is fight. You don't fight if you are not angry. If anybody is looking for your, a fight with you, you can never fight with the person until you are angry enough. To fight requires anger. You are angry at what this person is doing. And you say, for David to come out and say to Saul, your servant will go and fight with this Philistine. He was provoked. He said, who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he will defy the armies of the living God? Who is he? How did he come about here? That is... You know, scattering things, destroying things, and things are not going the way it's supposed to go. The, 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 the word of God is not coming to pass in my life the way it is written. I mean, how did it come about? And I, I pray that somebody will get angry enough this morning to fight the devil. Fight powers, fight forces that have been standing and working against your, the purpose of God and the will of God for our lives in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. We are going to take a case scenario in the book of First Kings chapter 20. And Behadeth, the king of Syria, gathered all his hosts together. First Kings chapter 20, I'm already reading verse 1. First Kings chapter 20, verse 1. Meet me there, please. And Behadeth, the king of Syria, gathered all his hosts together. And there were thirty and two kings with him, and horses and chariots, and he went up and besieged Samaria and warred against it. I want you to take note of the adversary. It was called Ben Haddad. These are, you know, I told us this, some of these enemies that really fought with Israel in the Old Testament. They are types of powers, principalities, forces that are fighting the believers in the New Testament. Now look at these Syrians. You remember we have met the Amalekites, the Midianites, the Philistines, the Egyptians, now the Syrians. Behadej, the king of Syria, gathered all his hosts together. 
these enemies they are not playing they didn't say let me gather few of my host all his hosts together and look at it he's not just a king he's a king of kings and he's not a king of two kings king of 30 and two kings in other words 30 and two nations are under his control are you following me the bible says with him are 30 and two kings if there is a king there must be a kingdom these are 32 kingdoms that he has already conquered however his strength came about he has them so when the bible said the devil has principalities powers and all of that i want you to see a type of satanic kingdom here and then he gathered all his horses chariots and went up and besieged samaria and war against it brethren there is a war the devil is always warring fighting against the people of god against the purpose of god against what god planned for our life so that it will not come to pass but this morning we are rising up as executors of divine judgment to execute that which is written upon the devil and his kings and his princes in the name of jesus christ the high praises of God in our mouth and two edges sword in our hand, the word of God, to execute the, 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 the judgment written and to bind their kings with iron and fetters of iron. With chains and fetters of iron. Verse 2. And he sent messengers to Ahab, king of Israel, into the city and said unto him, Thor says Ben-Hadad, thy silver and thy gold is mine, thy wives and thy children, even the goodliest, are mine. And the king of Israel answered and said, My lord, O king, according to thy saying, I am dying, and all dying, all that I have. And the messengers came again and said, Thus speaketh Ben-Hadad, saying, Although I have sent unto thee, saying, Thou shalt deliver me thy silver and thy gold and thy wives and thy children, yet I will send my servants unto thee tomorrow about this time, and they shall search thy house and the houses of thy servants, and it shall be that whatsoever is pleasant in thy eyes, they shall put it in their hands and take it away. Are you following? Then the king of Israel called all the elders of the land and said, Mark, I pray you, and see how this man seeketh mischief. For he sent unto me for my wives and for my children and for my silver and for my gold, and I denied him not. And all the elders and all the people said unto him, Hearken not unto him, nor consent. Wherefore he said unto the messengers of Ben-Hadad, Tell my lord the king all that thou didst send for to thy servants at the first I will do, but this thing I may not do. And the servants departed and brought with him, brought him word again. And Behandad said unto him, and sent unto him and said, The gods do so to, unto me, and more also, if the dust of Samaria shall suffice for handfuls for all the people that follow me. And the king of Israel answered and said, Tell him, let not him that guarded on his harness boast himself as he that put it off. And it came to pass when Behanded had this message as he was drinking, he and the kings in his pavilion, that he said unto his servants, set yourself in array. And they set themselves in array against the city. You know, I thank God for the Bible. 
I thank God for the Bible. It gives us a picture of what the devil is saying and doing. You can imagine this Behadad sending messenger to Ahab, king of Israel. And what is he saying? He say, Thor says Behadad. As if he's saying, Thor says the Lord. Can you imagine Satan saying, Thor says Satan? Eh? He said, Your silver, I want you to follow the pattern. What is the first attack? Your finance. Your silver and your gold is mine. This is the problem. The devil knew that if he can get a man impoverished, if you can attack your finances and seize it, then many things will go wrong. Because think about it. You are a child of God. You don't have money to pay your house rent. And your house rent has expired. And the landlord is on you. You don't have money to pay your school, children's school fees. And they chase them out of school. You don't have money to eat well. What do you do at that point? You will go and borrow him. You will start calling for because you must survive. I don't see you sitting down at home and hunger will kill you. Even if you try that, people that know you will ask you, but you didn't call us to borrow from us. You would have borrowed you money. Are you getting it? So people always look for way of surviving when they don't have money. But listen, listen. God never intended that we should be in lack. My God shall supply all your needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. He became poor that we should by his poverty become rich. 2 Corinthians 8 verse 9. Thy silver, thy gold is mine. That is the first attack of the devil. On your silver, on your gold, on your finances. And I decree this morning, anyone under, who under the sound of my voice, online, offline, whose finances has been attacked by the enemy, this morning you are going to recover them all. He said, thy wives also, and thy children, even the goodliest, are mine. Look at the claims of the devil. He will also lay claim on your wife. Lay claim on your children. Lay claim on your brothers, on your sisters. He said, everything, all the good things you have, even the goodliest, they are mine. Remember, the Bible said, he goes about as a roaring lion. Look at how he's roaring here. Looking for who to devour. He has, he has gone up and besieged the city and attacked it. And then now sent a messenger to, you know, intimidate. And the king of Israel answered, My lord, O king, according to thy word, I, I, no, 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 don't try that. This is where Ahab got it wrong. Ahab thought that he can negotiate. Ahab thought that he can plead with the, the king of Behadad. He thought that, okay, if my money, my wife and my children and everything is yours, just, you know, sometimes if you are selfish, if you are selfish, you will not be able to pray and intercede and war on behalf of the people around you and the things, even you yourself. You know what Ahab is thinking. Can you, can you imagine a king telling you, a fellow king, you are a king. You say, your wife is mine. And you say, it is true, I agree. He say, my lord. Just to show you the caliber of Ben-Hadad. 
Ahab knew that he has conquered 32 kings. And I believe that he wants to also bring Ahab under his control. The devil has succeeded with so many. He has conquered so many. But he will not conquer you. He will not conquer you. Say he will not conquer me. Jesus has conquered the devil. He has no power over my life. What I have, my silver, my gold, my wife, my children, they don't belong to the devil. I refuse to answer like Ahab. Say it, confess it. I am not answering like Ahab. Satan, my money is not your own. My gold, my silver, my wife, my children, my, my brothers and sisters, they are not your own. They are not all your empty posts, empty claim over that which God has given to me. I refuse it this morning. I reject it this morning. All that my father has given to me, they are mine. My finances are mine. I have them. My wife, my children, you can't take them away. You can't kill them. Listen, my brothers and sisters. When you accept that your gold and your silver belongs to the devil, he will come and take it. When you accept that your wife, your husband, your children belong to the devil, he will come and take them. That's why some of us, your husband is a drunkard, but you are speaking in tongues. He's under the control of the devil. The devil is laying claim of him. Your wife is not a child of God. Your children is there. Listen, it's time to claim back. Your father, your mother, your brothers and sisters is by force. The kingdom of God advances by force. We don't negotiate with the devil. We don't plead with the devil. He doesn't hear any language. The Bible says don't plead with the devil. Don't negotiate. Fight the devil. Submit yourself unto, the God, unto God and then fight the devil. We are not going to behave like Ahab. Say I will not speak like Ahab. Say it. I will not yield to the devil. What God has given to me does not belong to the devil. I refuse it in the name of Jesus Christ. Now, you see, because Ahab yielded the first one, he said, I am dying. My Lord, who are you calling my Lord? I have one Lord. Jesus is my Lord. If you know this song, sing it with me. El Shaddai, the living one. Adonai, the mighty one. You are the only one I recognize. That has authority over me. Sing it now. El Shaddai, the living one. Adonai, the mighty one. You are the only one I reckon, reckon. That has authority over me. Ancestral spirits have no authority over me. They have been defeated. No power, no spirit, no force. They have been defeated. So, I will not, like Ahab, say to the devil, my, my, which I have one Lord. I have one. He has risen from the dead. He is the Lord. Every, Every knee shall bow. Every tongue confess. Yes. The messengers came again. Verse five. Thus shalt thou deliver thy silver and thy gold and thy wives and thy children. 
Yet, I will send my servant unto thee tomorrow about this time. And they will search your house. And the houses of your servants. And it shall be that whatsoever is present in your eyes, whatever you like that you want to enjoy, they, sh- they shall put it in their hand and take it away. Somebody say, Devil, na lie. Say it. Say it with a holy anger. <laughs> this is a serious morning. See today? You need to understand the nature of the devil. When you agree the first one, you think he has a... He will come again. He say, yes, I have secured your wife. I have secured your, that part of your body. You know, because when you see any part of your body, listen carefully, any part of your body under attack, any organ within or without under attack, listen, it is the devil laying claim of it. Please, uh, increase the volume of this mic, please. Just increase the volume a, a bit. It is the devil laying claim of it. And anyone this morning, who's any part of your body, your eyes, you know, there are some people, it is cataract, it is glaucoma, it is any kind of eye problem, is laying claim of your eyes. You say, your eyes is mine. Eh? Your ear is mine. You want to cause ear problem. Your teeth is mine. Eh? Your leg is mine. Your kidney. Your organs. He began to lay claim. You have to say, no! It will not happen. I don't belong to the devil. I belong to God. He came again and said, they will search your house and everything that you like, everything that is pleasant in your eyes, they will take it away. He didn't even say everything he liked. The one that you like to enjoy, the devil wants to take it away. What a devil. Say after me, I reject you, Satan. And I fight you this morning. Just wait for me, I'm coming, I'm coming, I'm coming. I'm an executor of divine judgment over you. You cannot take away from my life. You cannot take away from that, that which God has given to me. You can't take it away. It is at this point that King of Israel knows that eh, this is not a, a play. He has to call for the elders and say, See me see trouble. And the elders now say to him, Don't agree. And then he now said to the king, I'm not agreeing. And when he said, Look at it, you see, to tell you that he's not just looking for your good, your, he, he wants to destroy. The moment the message came to him in verse 12, he said, It came to pass when Behadad heard this message as he was drinking. He and the kings in his pavilion. You see, those kings have been subdued by him and they are now subject to him. Eh? These are men. These are, you know, people, human beings that the devil has already subdued and he wants to use them to fight you. That's why I said, your main adversary is the devil. He said unto his servants, set yourself in array. And they set themselves in array against the city. But I thank God for God. Somebody say, God, thank you because you are God. 
The next verse says in verse 13, And behold, there came a prophet unto Ahab, king of Israel, saying, Thus saith the Lord. Remember verse 1, verse 2. Thus saith Ben-Hadad. Then this time around, Thus saith the Lord. There is going to be a match of Thus saith the Lord against a match of Thus saith Satan. He came out but to steal, to kill and to destroy. But somebody else has also come. Yes. He's not only the devil that knows how to come. Are you getting me? Jesus has come. And he came that we will have life. And have it how? Abundantly. Being in depth is not abundant life. And you are coming out of it. Say amen. If you are coming out of it. Being in financial life is lack is not abundant life. You are coming out of it. A prophet sent by God. He said, Thus saith the Lord. And I want you to pay attention not to what Satan is saying. Not to the lies he's lying in your body. Not to the lies he's lying in your finances, in your pocket, in your bank account. Not to the lies he's lying against your wife, your children, the people around you. Not to the lies he's lying around your, the things that, that God has given to you that you want to take away. Thus says the Lord. I want to hear what God said. What did he say? He said, Has thou seen all this great multitude? Behold, I will deliver it into your hand this day. Somebody say, This day. Oh! I love God. He doesn't waste time. He didn't say in, the, in one week time. He didn't say, As you fight for the next one month. This day. The Lord is saying something. Do you believe Ben Hadet or do you believe the Lord? Because both of them also said, Thus say it. Who do you choose to believe? I'm asking you a question. Thus says the Lord. Thou seen all this great multitude. Listen, the Lord was able to recognize that. Ben Hadad Satan, he came with multitude of demons, multitude of principalities, multitude of even human agents to fight you. He said, But I will deliver it. He didn't even regard him as a as a people. Are you getting me? You need to bring the devil down. Eh? You know, English language will ask you to use capital S when you want to write Satan. In fact, when you write Satan in computer, Microsoft Word with small letter, you will put red and say, correct it, it's supposed to be capital. But look at God regarding them as it. You would have said, I will deliver them. I will deliver it into thy hand. When? Talk to me, when? When will all that are fighting against you, your family, your life, laying claims on your... When will God destroy them? Today, today. There's no postponement. And you will know that I am the Lord. Thou will know that I am the Lord. If you love God, say, I love you, Lord. I love you because you are with me. You are fighting my battle. You are moving me forward. I am moving forward by the hand of the Lord. The next verse, verse 14. And Ahab said, By whom? And he said, Thus says the Lord, 
even by the young men of the princes of the uh, provinces. Then he said, Who shall order the battle? He said, Thou. Then he numbered the young men of the princes of the provinces and all of that, 232. And after them, he numbered all the people, even all the children of Israel, 7,000. So, don't mind the number of the army. They may be few, but don't mind. The Lord is at work. Next verse, verse 16. And they went out at noon, but Ben-Hadad was drinking himself drunk in his pavilion. He and the kings, the thirty and two kings that helped him. Next verse. And the young men of the princes of the provinces went out first, and Ben-Hadad sent out. And they told him, saying, There are men come out of Samaria. And he said, Whether they become out for peace, take them alive, or whether they become out for war, take them alive. So these young men of the princes of the provinces came out of the city, and the army which followed them, and they slew everyone his men. And the Syrians fled, and Israel pursued them. And Ben-Hadad, the king of Syria, escaped on an horse with the horsemen. And the king of Israel went out and smote the horses and the chariots and slew the Syrians with a great word, slaughter. The great slaughter. Remember what is going on here. They have already besieged Samaria. And you know what besiege is? They, 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 they just, nobody will come out, nobody will come out of the city. If you come out, they will kill you. They have surrounded the city with their army. So, uh, Samaria is inside. And they are watching to know whether anybody will come out. But when God spoke and said, go and fight them with the young men. And that's why we are going to be trusting God that the youth must be captured for Jesus. Because from what we saw here, God said they are the one that will lead the battle. Eh? The young men of the princes, they counted them, they were 232. 232. And then they marched out. And look at the king. He said, whether they are eh, come out for peace, take them alive. Whether they come out for war, take them alive. Who knows what he has in mind? To torture them? Maybe to make them example so that other people will learn. He doesn't know that there is a king above all the earth. You are the king. That king above all the earth. Kabiosi, Kabiosi. When the battle was set, thank God for the hand of the Lord that came, and you can see the victory of the King of Israel now, and that is our victory this morning. Verse 21, and the king of Israel went out. Tell yourself, I am coming out this morning to fight. He went out and smote the horses and the chariots. And slew the Syrians with a great slaughter. This is what we must do this morning. We must finish the devil and his agents and whatever they are doing against the purpose of God for our life. Next verse, verse 22 said, and the prophet came to the king of Israel again. And I want to watch what he said. Go, strengthen thyself and mark 
and see what you are doing. Oh. For at the return of the year, the king of Syria will come up against thee. Don't relax. Because even though you have defeated the devil yesterday, even though you have slew him with a great slaughter, he is going to come back today. He will come back again. The devil is a stubborn spirit. Eh? You may conquer him today. Tomorrow he will gather again. He may come against you with ulcer. And you will say, not in my body. Tomorrow you will come with pain in the leg. Listen. He may come against your children, your wife, your finances today. You will conquer. Tomorrow you will come in a new way. And that is why we must be up and steady in our spiritual warfare. Believers, we must be up and steady, consistent, always going out. To fight. Otherwise, the enemy will come up and swallow. Now, God said, strengthen yourself. How do we strengthen ourselves? Many of us, you don't read your Bible every day. Remember, if you check First John chapter 2, verse 14, he said, I have written to you, young men, because you are strong. How did you become strong? Because the word of God abides in you and you have overcome the wicked one. Strengthen yourself. Say, I will strengthen myself with the word of God. I will read my Bible every day. Meditate on it. Know the word of God and live out the word of God. That is how to strengthen yourself. The prophet that gave direction say you have won this victory. Strengthen yourself. He said, I, re- I have written to you, young men, because you are strong. You are strong. How? The word of God is living in you. The word of God is abiding in you. And you have overcome the wicked one. To overcome the wicked one, you must be strong. To be strong, the word of God must be living in you. I repeat, to overcome the wicked one, the wicked one, you must be strong. And to be strong, you must have the word abiding in you. So when the Bible in Ephesians chapter 6 verse 10 says, Be strong finally, brethren, in the Lord and in the power of his might. And how do you become strong? Take the whole armor of God. And what is the content of the armor? The word of God. The word provides the helmet of salvation. The word provides the belt of truth. The word provides the truth of the gospel. The word provides the shield of faith. The word provides the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. That's how to be strong. Many believers, they don't read Bible. They don't read it every day. The devil is... Listen, the devil came to Jesus three times with temptation battle. And Jesus quoted the word three times. If he had come the fourth time, he would have quoted the fourth time. Listen, you have no excuse not to know the word of God. You must understand that that is our weapon. Both our defensive weapon and our offensive weapon. We attack and defend ourselves by the word. Listen, he said, to execute the vengeance upon the hidden, to execute the judgment written. Do you know the judgment written? You can't execute what you don't know. If you don't know what God has said concerning you, what God has said concerning your finances, what God has said concerning your wife, your children, what God has said concerning 
Listen, you will not be able to fight. You will be in ignorance and the devil loves ignorance. That is the domain of oppression. Whenever there is ignorance, there is darkness. And the devil is the spirit that operates in darkness. I pray to I pray I pray that God will help open our eyes, open your eyes to see the need to strengthen yourself. You need strength for the battle, and the strength comes by your commitment to get the word of God into your life. You read it, you study it, you meditate on it, and you do it, and then the word comes alive in you. When you know it and you don't do it, the word is not in you. But when you know it and do it, so you must make conscientious effort to read, meditate, and do the word. And that's how you become strong. Because if you defeat him today, he will look at the area you are ignorant of the written judgment and come against you from that point tomorrow. Look at what he said in the next verse. Verse 23. And the servants of the king of Syria said unto him, Their gods are gods of the hills. Therefore they were stronger than us before. Now, let us fight against them in the plain. And surely we shall be stronger than they. Are you, are you seeing something? They assume that they, you won the battle before because of some factors. So they come again. And this, do this thing. Take the kings away. And every man out of his place. And put captains in their room. Like they say, it's like the, the king. After the king are getting themselves drunk, they are not serious in the battle. So remove them. And replace them with captains. And number the an army, like the army that you have lost. Get more army than the one you have lost. Horse for horse, chariot for chariot, and we will fight against them in the plain. And surely, are you seeing the boast of the devil? He's even assuring himself, surely we shall be stronger than they, and he hearkened unto their voice and did so. Say after me, surely... I shall be stronger than the devil and his agents. They shall not be stronger than me. Now, as you are saying, surely, remember the source of our strength. What is the source of our strength? Shout it. Let me be sure that you know it. The word that you have gotten in you by reading, meditating, and doing what it says. Now, the next verse, verse 26. And it came to pass at the return of the year that ben numbered the Syrians and went up to Afek to fight against Israel. And the children of Israel were numbered and were all present and went against them. And the children of Israel pitched before them like two little flock of kids. But the Syrians filled the country. <laughs> Amen. Are you seeing the, the comparison of the multitude of the Syrians compared to the... Now listen, if it is by number, the devil will win the battle. Are you getting me? If it is by number, he will win, but it's not by number. Are you getting it? Yes. They may be, look like two little flock of kids. And compared to the devil and his agents that has filled the judiciary, filled the executive arm of the government, filled the police... Almost like every one of them is a, an agent of darkness. If you say, I won't take bribe, they will fight you. Fill the place of work. All the businessmen and all of that, the, your classmates, those of you that are undergraduates, it looks as if they have filled everywhere. But there is a hope. Because even though we may look little, 
But the God that is with us is not little. Do you believe that? Next verse, verse 28. And there came a man of God. God will always send his man. And speak, speak unto the king of Israel and said, Paul says the Lord, because the Syrians have said, the Lord is God of the hills, but he is not God of the valleys. Therefore, will I deliver all this great multitude into thy hand, and you shall know that I am the Lord. Always remember that God will fight for us, destroy the enemy, so that we will know that he is the Lord. God spoke again and said, I am out. Though they may be mighty and great and feel everywhere, I am out. They said I am the God of the hill. That's why you people won. I will show them that I am also God of the valley. Listen. This morning, I don't know whether you are set, but I'm set. I'm set. Because our God is fighting both in the hill, in the valley, anywhere at all that the enemy has occupied. He must be pushed out in the name of Jesus Christ. And then verse 29, and they pitch one over against the other seven days. Seven days. And it was so that in the seventh day, the battle was joined. And the children of Israel slew of the Syrians and hundred thousand in one day. Somebody say hundred thousand in one day. Nobody died among the children of Israel. But they killed the enemy. Hundred thousand just in one day. What happened in second day, third day and all of that? In one day. Then the next verse, this is where we are stopping for today. But the rest fled to Afek into the city. And there, there, a wall fell upon 20 and 7,000 of the men that we are left. And Ben-Hadad fled and came into the city, into an inner chamber. They fled into the city. And in the city, who pushed down the wall? Who pushed down the wall of Afek to kill 27,000 that we are left? You know, when they killed 100,000, the other people, 27,000, fled. And God said, none of you will escape. He also came into the battle and used his hand to push down wall. And the wall killed the rest of them. That none will escape. This morning is serious. I don't know whether you are with me. If you are with me, get ready because we are fighting, executing the judgment that is written. We are taking over. From the enemy, what he has taken away from us. Rise on your feet and let's begin to pray. First, appreciate God for his precious exposition, his word, his charge that has strengthened us to pray. And then begin to pray, begin to appreciate him, begin to pray. Thank you for listening. I trust you are blessed by God's word. This message and many more can be downloaded from our Telegram, podcast, and YouTube channels at Chidebele Uteze. For testimonies, counseling, and prayers, you can send an email to calvarywayrevivallabels at gmail.com or call 080-6560-7999. And you can also follow us on our social media handles at Chidebele Uteze. God bless you.